This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, today we're talking about a couple of big things that have to do with transportation and getting around Metro Vancouver. We've got the Massey Tunnel replacement discussion that is coming up and also ride hailing. That's being discussed at the city of Vancouver today and it's something that's going to be coming up in your city as well. Your local council is also soon going to have to decide how they treat this in their community because, you know, business licenses have to be issued. These decisions have to be made. And the thing is, a lot of people who are going to do this for a living might not necessarily do it full-time. They may be doing it part-time. That's actually the business model that the big companies like Uber and Lyft rely on. But in states like California, that's become an increasingly contentious issue. In fact, in California, they are having the discussion right now. It's quite quite a spirited debate, I would say, about whether or not these are employees or they are independent contractors. Well, the BC Federation of Labor is calling on the province to consider ride-hailing drivers here in BC as employees. And they want to make sure that those drivers' employment rights are protected. So how do we do that? Laird Cronk joins us now, the president of the BC Federation of Labour, to talk more about this. Thank you for being here. Oh, great to be here. Thanks, Simi. Have you been watching kind of what's unfolding in California on this issue? Yeah, I totally have. And look, I'd, I'd like to start by saying it's it's pretty clear ride hailing is, is coming to BC at uh, some point. And it's to me, it's an exciting time. It's a time for us to show in British Columbia that we can get this right the first time, that we can make sure drivers are part of the solution and can also celebrate ride hailing when it comes in. So how do so, we yeah, do around that? North America, uh, sorry, around North America, there's been all sorts of examples of where the Ubers and the Lyfts of the ride hailing world have not treated uh, the drivers, the folks that make the profits for them, um, as employees. They've treated them as contractors. And We've seen up to 53% decrease in the wages of folks in the transportation industry as a result of this. We've seen a, you may remember there was a strike of a number of cities around the U.S. Yet, yeah. uh, last year about it. And California recognized it's such a problem that this happened there that they actually did pass legislation about a month ago to make sure that the drivers are respected, that they have minimum employment standards that everybody should be entitled to and is entitled to in B.C. that works and workers' compensation. Okay, so then how do we do that here in BC? I think it's completely doable. I, these are big multinational companies that are they are coming here with a product, um, a product to um, you know promise safe, uh, affordable, um, accessible transportation, and I think people want that. That's clear. The government said it's coming in, but people also want to know. I think that the workers are treated fairly. There's room within this model. I mean, there's all sorts of companies in BC under the Employment Standards Act that have part-time workers. Uh, if, if your model means you can't treat workers at minimum standards, it's not a proper business model. Yeah, okay, so what would the difference then be to the driver, someone who wants to sign up and do this, whether full-time, part-time, whatever the case may be? Right, so first of all, I should say, I believe the Employment Standards Act in BC sufficiently right now has the, has the parameters of the definition to ensure that these are employees. What we've what we've said is to the Passenger Transportation Board that's looking at the licensing applications, they should have the right-handed companies declare up front whether they're going to attempt to circumvent or whether they're going to live to the employee status so there's no uncertainty for drivers coming into this. So they don't have to bear the burden of trying to prove what's already there. And, uh, and that they're covered by minimum, you know, minimum wage, minimum employment standards. And a really important one 
is workers' compensation coverage. Because when you're an employer, you're not covered. If you're an independent contractor, you're not covered by workers' comp. And if you're hurt driving that Uber or Lyft vehicle, I'm not talking about a car accident. I'm talking about maybe an altercation from somebody who's not happy about where you've delivered them in the vehicle, and you lose that job and your day job because you're injured, you're not covered. Right. Okay, so who would pay for that then? Would that be something the driver would pay for? Would that be something the employer pays for? Well, you'd be out of luck if you were an independent contractor, unless you took out your own WCD coverage, which is somewhat limited coverage and would cost extra money. And I mean, it's just not realistic to think that folks that are trying to already augment maybe a part-time job are going to do that. So you're going to put people at risk in the case where they're injured in a non-vehicle accident in, in the course of doing this work. And the reality is they are employees and they should be covered like other workers in the province so that they can also rejoice in ride hailing. It should be a good, exciting time for us to lead the charge and show that British Columbia can lead the charge on how to have, you know, we talk a lot about the gig economy. Yeah. We talk a lot about the green economy and how we make sure it's sustaining jobs and good for workers and good for the environment. This is our opportunity to show that we learn from the experiences around North America and we make sure these workers are treated fairly. And inside the large multinational corporation money-making operation, there's room for this, totally room for this. Right. Now, Laird, I wonder as well, is there a way for WorkSafe BC to provide a unique product for these particular employees? We heard earlier about how ICBC is providing a unique product for the drivers that only kicks in when they're actually at work and using the app. And if they're not, then it's their private insurance, their, their regular insurance. Is there a way to do that with WorkSafe BC as well? Well, you know, I think WorkSafe would have to answer that question. But first and foremost, the question is, are these drivers, the people that make the profits for the multinationals, are, are they employees or not? And if they are, we already have a perfectly feasible, affordable model for employers um, where they provide that coverage, where they provide that small premium. And there's lots of room within the Uber and Lyft world to, to pay that up front. Right. Is there any of those discussions going on that you know of? Well, I made a submission to the original tripartite committee of the three different um, parties in BC, the Greens, the Liberals, and the NDP, when they were originally looking at this, talking about this issue. And now we've we've looked at the really we've looked at the passenger transportation board, who's looking at licensing to say, hey, uh, take a look at this. They have a, they have a mandate to ensure that there's um, this is sustainable economic activity, and we want to make sure that. That includes the workers, the drivers, as being also part of this sustainable economy. Somebody, I mean, we know the public wants ride-hailing. We know the government's set to deliver ride-hailing soon. Somebody's got to make sure that the drivers are part of the solution as well, and that's really what we're talking about. Is there any jurisdiction that you think of or that you know of that has done this? Well, we know in um, Toronto right now there is a organizing or unionizing drive by, I believe it's Lyft uh, drivers with, I think it's the UFCW, um, United Food and Commercial Workers Union. I mean, we've got California that now has addressed this issue with actual legislation to say it doesn't make sense to leave these workers out. We want workers to be part of the future and the future um, solutions in our economy, not left to the side, simply for profits of multinationals. Because let's be clear, they're coming in with a product to make money. And our, our job is, okay, the product might be great, people might want it. Uh, that's all good and well, but we got to make sure workers are part of that along the way, not left to the side. All right, Laird, thank you very much for your time on this. Happy to be here. Thanks, Cindy. That is Laird Cronk, the president of the BC Federation of Labor. I mean, as we get closer to ride hailing, there's some concerns being brought up. And for the BC Federation of Labor, it has to do with employees or people who are going to want to sign up to be drivers for Lyft and for Uber. Are they employees 
or are they independent contractors? 